Hey, welcome back to the H&H Hour. We're excited that you've decided to join this incredible 50th episode. Heidi. Heather. 50 episodes. What in the world? That is, it's pretty exciting. It's gone quickly. Um, those of you that might be new to this podcast, maybe you've just clicked on it. Maybe a friend sent it to you and you have no idea what to expect. Um, my name is Heidi Bolt and I'm one of your H's. My sister and co-host is Heather Taves, the other H. I am the other H. One yeah. of the other. We have another H. We do. Her name's Holly and we call her H3 yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Um, she's a lot younger than us. She but is. we both get mistaken as her twin, which is so incredibly awesome. You know what's so cool though is she is so part of this too yeah. because she does all of our graphics yep. and she is really the um the she's creative the creative voice behind design it all. yeah between this so she helps us so much so and we really should call it the triple h hour well full disclosure we've been trying to get her on the podcast mm-hmm. and she's kind of a behind the scenes chick and mm-hmm. so she keeps declining one of these days though yeah. we are going to get her on as a guest yeah we will so. we will and then no what, pressure, Holly. What she has to say will be brilliant because she's just, awesome. She doesn't talk a whole ton, but when she does, it's really yeah. worth listening to. And she has awesome stories. Our brothers make fun of her stories. She does have awesome stories. They're a little long sometimes. I love her stories. <laughs> I think they're so fun, and they. She makes me laugh. She's one of the people on this planet that makes me laugh yeah. a lot. So yeah. I like that. You about know what her. I love about Holly is her steadiness. Mm. Like she, I think that's a gift. I know that's a gift God has given her. She's just steady. Yes. Like she's never, never gets super. No, it's not that she's not engaged and um, appreciative of things or anything like that, but she never gets so worked up about something. Yeah. She's always able to look at it through a really just stable lens. Yeah. And I, I appreciate that about her so much. Yeah. It's a huge, a huge it's gift. It's quite rare. So. Okay. So Heather, so 50 episodes. Okay. First of all, can we just stop for a moment okay. and realize we've done this 50 times? I know. Isn't that fun? It's so fun. What a privilege. You know, and I think it's interesting because we tend to both be the type of person that when we put our mind to something, mm-hmm. like we're going to see it through. Yep. We're going to try to do it well, as mm-hmm. as well as we can. And um, I don't know that we ever um, really knew exactly where this would go no, when we started this not. a little bit over a year ago. No. At least I didn't. Okay, I have to adjust my hood, my hat, because I can't hear you very well. <laughs> she has a beanie on. There we go. Okay. Well, you do look very cute in well, your cute beanie. Thank you, but I, it was like muffled, so now I can hear you okay. better. Okay. No, I agree, Heidi, and I think the the beautiful thing about this, and I was actually just thinking and praying about this this morning, and I felt like we were supposed to encourage some of our listeners, all of our listeners, but maybe some in particular. If God is asking you to do something, whether it be something small or something big or something in between, something in the middle, just go for it. Yeah. Because you don't have to have it all figured out. We knew absolutely nothing about podcasting. We still know very little about podcasting. But what we had in front of us was willing hearts, Mm -hmm. um, a work ethic that was was solid and Mm -hmm. that would be able to push forward and try to figure things out and Google things and, you know, and just this desire to be obedient to what the Lord had put in front of us. And not everyone always Mm -hmm. understands what it is that God has called you to do. You know, they might make fun of it or they Mm -hmm. might belittle it or they might say, well, you know, that's, why, why is that important in your life? Well, it's important if God has called you to it. You know, it's funny, Heather, um, 
a lot of people I know have like the five-year, 10-year plan in front of them at all times. And they always know what their goals are five years out, 10 years out. I can think of really only one time in my life where I actually had a five-year plan. And it was right when my husband and I got married and we had said like, we're on the five-year plan for having kids. Okay. Yeah. And um, truly, other than that, and this is funny because people could be like, oh, she's just not prepared. She's not a planner, which is funny because I'm like you are. sometimes you a, are planner a planner to yeah. a fault. Yeah. And um, But yeah, I just feel like for in my life specifically, I've, I never feel like God's really given me that like, here's your five-year plan. Here's your 10-year plan. Mm-hmm. It's always been like, hey, are you going to obey next? It's more of like a one-step plan. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So even sometimes in life, people are like, okay, what's your five-year plan yeah. for this or for that? And it's like, well, when we know you'll know. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the way this podcast has panned out is we felt like God said, go ahead and do this. This is an opportunity. Mm -hmm. And so we're just going to do it and do it the way he shows us Mm -hmm. until the plan changes. So And seasons. We've talked about seasons a lot on this podcast. Seasons change and sometimes they change in an instant. Yeah. And you have to be willing to adapt to that and adapt to that next step that God has for you that might look completely different from the step before. So I'm just so so excited that we're at episode 50 mm-hmm. and that we have um, just no no desire to slow down just no. to say, God, okay, now what? Now yeah. how are you going to take us into the next 50 episodes? Yeah, yeah it's exciting. Okay, so for our listeners, Heather, that don't know much about Heather and Heidi, yeah. let's tell them a little bit about um, who we are, like just how we interview our guests, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself, your spouse, your kids, yeah. kind of what your normal life looks like. Okay. You go first. Okay. I'll go first. <laughs> I like how you put that on me. Uh-huh. Um, okay. So like I said, my name is Heidi Bolt and I am married to Kip. Um, how old are you? I'm 35. Okay. Um, Kip just turned 37. Okay. So, um, we have three little children. Crosley is six. Wilder is three. Mm-hmm. Everyone calls him Bubby, including his entire classroom at church. Mm-hmm. Um, and our daughter Collins is one and a half. Okay. So, and that, to our knowledge, completes our family. Mm-hmm. In fact, I was serving in the toddler room yesterday at our church, and it's connected to our preschool room. And I overheard the preschool teacher say to the children, let's talk about the people in our church that are pregnant with miracles from God. And my son <laughs> Wilder said, Heidi is meaning me. And I kind of shuddered over the wall. No, no, I'm not. I'm not pregnant. That would have been a fun rumor. Then Crosley said later, he said, why did, why did Wilder think you were pregnant? And I said, I have no idea because we are not. And he goes, what if God has different ideas? Yeah. What if Wilder's prophetic? I, he might be, I don't think he is in this instance. It would be, (laughs) it would truly be a miracle. But anyway, so those are our children. Um, And you've been married how long? We've been married. We'll be married 14 years in May. So, And you've always lived in We've always lived in central Illinois, Mm -hmm. yeah, in our whole marriage. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and it's – we really do have a heart for the city of Peoria. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's that. My husband is in IT sales, Mm -hmm. and he has been for most of our marriage. Um, we help lead a church with you guys and many of our other close friends, which is really awesome. Church 214 here in Peoria, Illinois. Yep. We love that. Talk- Definitely are called to it. Yes. Tell us a little bit about what you did before you were married because you had a really interesting life and things that were sort of opposite from each other in one sense. Yeah, a little bit. Um, <clears throat> so we were raised being homeschooled. Yeah. And at a really super young age, we both got the opportunity to start traveling 
in ministry experience opportunities, kind of like um, apprenticeship opportunities, yep. if you will. And so truly, like at age 14, I got to start traveling the United States mm-hmm. doing these ministry opportunities for mm-hmm. children. Yep. So that was an incredible opportunity. Literally all of my friends were so jealous that they were in a classroom yeah. learning high school. Right. And I was still doing school, just doing it while I was traveling. traveling. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was awesome. And I got to do that until I was 19. So I traveled extensively. Um, and I also got the opportunity to um, be a part of an inner city ministry here in Peoria, Illinois, yeah. um, that today is still running. Mm-hmm. It's called the Peoria Dream Center. Mm-hmm. And um, just by God's grace, I got the opportunity to go out to L.A., mm-hmm. get some training out there at the L.A. Dream Center, and come back with partnered with the pastor of the church and a team of people and start the Peoria Dream Center. Um, that was an incredible opportunity yeah, for me. That was amazing. You know, I was 17, 19 18, yeah. 19 years old, and we were literally going door to door on these inner city blocks, mm-hmm. just serving and loving people. Yeah. Um, you know, so some days we would take them baked goods mm-hmm. and groceries, and some days we would help paint their homes or rake leaves mm-hmm. or just pray with people, we'll love on people. Them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and the coolest thing is to this day, yeah. I have friends who we made on mm-hmm. on that journey. Yeah. You know, inner city people that didn't mirror my life, right. but like our souls connected. Yeah. So yeah. that was super cool. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely, like I would say one of my primary gifts is evangelism. Mm-hmm. Just seeing people, seeing the lost, um, being able to see people that it would be easy to overlook them if you're not trying to intentionally see those hearts and those people. So I really have a drive for um, people just knowing Jesus. Yeah. Um, I really want everything I do to always point back to Jesus. Yes. Um, so, and I, I get pretty fired up when people try to come against the spirit of God in me. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, I mean, that's just kind of how I'm wired is everything should always point back to Jesus, whether I'm raising my kids and having to teach them you know, school and disciplining them, or if I'm sitting in a restaurant inviting the waitress to come to my women's conference, you know, yes. whatever it is I'm doing, yes. I always want it to point to Jesus. Um, I don't do it perfectly. I mm-hmm. mess up a lot. <laughs> I have many failures, um, but God's grace has been so sufficient over my life. So then um, fast forward quite a few years. So we've been married almost 14 years. We have three kiddos. Um but the funny thing is, Heather, God kind of gave me some really unique opportunities. So I was entrenched in inner city ministry. I also got to be a kids pastor. But then when I was young married, um, I got to travel as a professional model. Yeah. Which was kind of a crazy opportunity that I didn't ever really see coming up, but and it just kind of popped up. And such a different world from what you had experienced. Yeah. Up to that point, which yeah. was ministry and really like in the trenches, yeah. not high fashion, no. not <laughs> no. not um, glamorous at all. No, I mean, in we were the, going in into, world sense. no, we were going into drug homes right. and, and ministering to druggies. Right. You so know? now you're in this world of high fashion. Yeah. Which is unique because it really, <sighs> the funny thing is, is the people that I interacted with weren't really that much different. Yeah. Um, a lot yeah. of the people in that industry were desperate for God. Yes. Um, a yes. lot of them struggled with things like abuse and drugs and yeah, alcohol. The same and things. The same things, mm-hmm. just in such different worlds. Yeah. Um, and so I can't even remember, honestly, how long I did that. A couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And it was fun. Mm -hmm. It was very unique Mm -hmm. and it was fun. Um, And it definitely kind of filled a desire I had for adventure and travel and and just change and Mm -hmm. uniqueness. Um, I remember going with you to, we drove up to Chicago for a shoot that Mm -hmm. you had. And I think the photographer's name was like Hawk or Hawkeye or... You're right, it was. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Pigeon or... (laughs) (laughs) Pigeon? I don't know. It was Hawk, yeah. Some sort of bird. Yeah. And I just remember thinking, this is the craziest thing yeah. I have ever seen. Yeah. It, it was just a world that I wasn't familiar with mm-hmm. at all. It, yeah. was, it was interesting and fun. It was fun. Um, but I just had prayed, like, God, whenever this you're ready for this door to close, make it so clear. And mm-hmm. um, it was so clear. Like, mm-hmm. I had an experience that I went... Yep, this is not. This is no longer a setting I'm willing to be in. I'm no. Well, I'm not willing to participate in some of what's gone on here, and so I had to step out of it. Really, um, it was. Which was, I was like, okay, this is a pretty lucrative opportunity, yeah. but it didn't line up with my moral desires. Okay. Um, and the call of God on your life at that point. Yeah. Well, and just to be super honest, it was. I was in a. I was in a fitting room being fitted for a runway show, and the woman fitting me. Um, I found out after the fitting, you know, and you're in a pretty vulnerable state. You know, right. you're in a room full of other models, you mm-hmm. know, all females. But um, come to find out, the woman that was fitting me was not a woman; she was a man. Okay. And I personally felt very, um, I was upset with my agent, not because of the fact that that I mean that person didn't know God, right? So I wasn't blaming them. Right. I was upset that my agent knew my morals. Yeah. And she allowed that to happen. Yeah. yeah. You know, like I, I wouldn't have let a man right be there with me, right? So for them to try to play it off as like, oh, this is a chick doing this, and it wasn't. It was a little bit of an eye opening thing for me to go, mm. wow, okay, um, yeah, I can definitely love these people. Mm-hmm. I just don't fit here mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, and also so. weren't some of the things that were coming across your desk and things offers and such were. Not how you wanted to represent Jesus. And yeah, just, I mean, just labels that I didn't want my my character to yeah. be associated with. Yeah. So, so that was very unique. Yeah. And then, um, you know, I stepped out of that and actually got to become a kids pastor at the same. You know, I was a kids pastor with you at a church, um, and that carried me into the next many years of my life. Well, and I think it's so we need to say this, and it's it's a given to us, but just for someone who might not understand this. That does not mean that that industry doesn't have people who are strong Christ followers no, absolutely. with very strong morals. I mean, every single industry, um, you know, in Hollywood and film and fashion and all of that has very strong Christians yeah. who are able to be the light of Jesus and yeah. uphold their character and uphold their morals. It absolutely. just wasn't what God had called you to. I think the biggest thing for me, Hev, is it. I was a kid's pastor. Yeah. So I was this person saying to parents, like, Hey, let me partner with you to lead your children to know Jesus yeah. the best they possibly can. And that role and the role of modeling professionally mm-hmm. did not fit at the time yep. for me to go, hey, I want to be this incredible role model for you. Right. Um, and so my husband and I, you know, prayed about it and went, okay, well, I mean, the, the crazy thing is like I could easily make 
10 times more money in one short weekend modeling than I could make in about six months right. of working in ministry, right. which was crazy. Yeah. But, um, and tempting. It was tempting, yeah. But that's just what God called me to. Yeah. Uh, you know, so we had, it was a fun season, and then we decided to wrap it up. And But right. I agree with you. You definitely – you could be in the industry mm-hmm. and still have mm-hmm. – really high standards and morals. It's a very difficult industry to do it in though. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it, I'm sure it's been done. Mm-hmm. So anyway, and then um, I'm trying to think what else. The is. thing I remember about that photo shoot we went to is that they were like, oh, you're cute. We could, we here, sign this release form. You could be one of our older mom models. <laughs> they said that to you? Yeah. Heidi. <laughs> I was like, not even close to 30 yet. Mm. Yeah. You would have been like, yeah, 24. Five or something. Six, seven-ish. That is so, funny. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, that's okay. I realized I was not cut out for modeling when they told me when I was late 20s that I was a older mom model. Yeah. No, thank you. Goodbye. So currently then, I am <laughs> a stay-at-home mom. Yeah. I homeschool my kiddos. Um, like I said, I help lead a church. We get to podcast. I am passionate about helping women just be the best version of themselves helping them understand their mm. God-given gifts and mm-hmm. pursuing Jesus. And I love my hubby. Yeah. We try to take consistent date nights to keep our marriage on track. Mm-hmm. And that's about it. It's good. Yeah. It's a good story. Okay. Now you're up. Okay. Well, I am Heather Taves, and I am 39 years old. So I was just laying in bed last night thinking about my last year in my 30s. And my 30s have been really good, but I'm not scared of the 40s. Yeah. I'm excited for them. I think it's it's um, going to be a, a great ride mm-hmm. this next decade of my life. I'm married to Chris Taves. He's Canadian, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. And that's a cool story of how we met. Uh, we were both involved in ministry. He was from Canada, but had moved down to the States at a young age to be involved in this ministry. And he was living in Indianapolis. And he and I both worked for the same organization. And so we would... Um, go and help lead these seminars all across the same seminars mm-hmm. that you did as you were a little bit older or when you got a little bit older. Mm-hmm. Um, these same seminars all across the United States and Canada and actually the world. I got to travel to Australia and New Zealand and Singapore and all over the place and just an amazing opportunity in ministry from the time that I was 15 years old. Mm-hmm. And I value that time in my life so much um, because – you know, it wasn't perfect. Mm-hmm. The ministry that we were involved in um, was very legalistic. Yeah. A lot of rules and not a lot of grace. Mm-hmm. And having come out of that now, um, I clearly see some of the damage that it has caused to many, many, many of my friends that yeah. were also involved in it. However, Chris and I have chosen a different path. Mm-hmm. We have chosen to value the good that yeah. was in it and to push the rest of it aside and not put any value on that. And that really set us up, I believe, for what God had had and has for us for the rest of our lives because we were able to take the good. I mean, we met each other through this ministry. And so um, there's no way we could just write it off and say that was all bad because we found each other. God brought us together. So that was really incredible. And I did that from the time that I was um, 15 until – Right before I got married when I was almost 21. Okay. And Chris and I got married when I was 21 years old. Mm -hmm. So I was a baby. (laughs) 
That's kind of hard to believe. You were a pretty mature baby. Though. I was. I think <laughs> I think just having been the oldest of seven kids yeah. had really prepared me for um, marriage and yeah. having my own family and adulting. <laughs> Hashtag adulting. Hashtag adulting. So when we got married, uh, and I lived at home, mm-hmm. I traveled a lot to do ministry, but I was stationed at home. Yeah. My base was there. So mm-hmm. mom and dad were there, all my siblings, and I loved home. Mm-hmm. I never resented not being out on my own, or um, I didn't go to college. Yeah. That was something that I was full on forward focused in the ministry that I was called to. And so yeah. there wasn't a need for me to. Yeah. I was already doing, mm-hmm. you know, what a lot of people were going to college to do. I was already doing it. Right. And so that that was just an amazing experience. But Well, and technically you got all of the education and training, just not hands the, on. Pa- not the Absolutely. paper. Absolutely. I don't so, have the paper, but yeah. you know what? I don't need the paper. And right. I'm not saying anything's wrong with the paper, but for me in my life, I didn't need the paper. Yeah. And so we got married at 21, and we moved to California, mm-hmm. Fresno, California. Yep, one of the worst days of my life. One, yeah, and and you move you moving away, it, uh, coupled with just so much excitement and joy. Yeah. for me and mm-hmm. starting this new life with my new husband and moving moving away, um, and then just very very difficult. Yeah, sadness to leave. I'll never forget. Our mom doesn't cry. Yeah. very much. Yeah. She's not a crier. And she was sobbing. Yeah, as you got on the plane. In the Peoria airport. Yeah. And which then, of course, made me sob on the plane. I'm pretty sure everyone on that plane thought that, you know, something terrible was happening. Yeah. Um, So we lived out there. Chris and I both worked for a law school Mm -hmm. out there in the office, in the administration. And that was a really fun experience. And honestly, it was just, it was a year and a half or two years, around two years that we lived out there of... Us getting to know one another, yeah. us figuring out life together. Well, you, you'd had a long-distance relationship, your yep. entire relationship yep. Yep. leading up to that point. Right. And and I remember one of the hardest things being loneliness mm-hmm. because I was used to a family of nine where there was always chaos and there was always something going on. There's always someone to laugh with or talk with or joke around with, you know, and, and I married a really quiet man. Yeah. And so I remember, and it's not his fault that I was lonely. It was just so different from what I was used to. The funny thing, he's not near as quiet now as oh, he was then. Oh, he is talks way more. Yeah. Way more. But when we got married, I mean, I literally sometimes felt like I was like trying to pull words out of him. Yeah. Um, And I remember having like cooking was just disastrous, not because I didn't know how to cook, but because I cooked for nine people. Oh, yeah. And so I would make, you know, a lasagna and we'd have to eat it for three weeks because <laughs> I had made yes. enough for nine people. I remember that too. Um. So that was interesting. But we had so, so much fun. We have great memories out there. We made lifelong friends mm-hmm. when we were out there. And then really with no plan, and this is where I think God is just so good, and he's continued to do this throughout our whole life. He called us back to Illinois. Yeah. And what he did was put on my husband's heart the – recognize, he recognized the importance of me needing to be by my family. Yeah. And so without jobs, yeah. with almost no money, mm-hmm. we rented a white Penske truck. Mm. And it was a miracle that we got the truck that we got. And I, I can't even remember all the exact details, but God gave it to us for some ridicu- ridiculous price. To drive it across the to country. To drive it all the way across <laughs> the country. And we came back to Illinois. Yeah. And I remember driving in my parents' driveway. One of our, the best days of my mm-hmm. life. Yep. And our little sister, Holly, I think she was about 
nine or 10. And she was sitting out, laying out on the trampoline, waiting for us to come home. And she also doesn't cry very much. (laughs) And that little girl flew into my arms and sobbed her precious little heart out. Um, And so that was in 2001. Yeah. And so we've been here for 17 years. Wow. And we have, we lived a little bit um, outside of Peoria, a small town called Morton. But then we've lived for six, 15, 16 years in the city, mm-hmm. in the heart of Peoria. And we really do, this is home. Mm-hmm. This is where our heart is. We love this city. We have passion for this city. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to be a kids pastor in an awesome church in downtown Peoria for a few years before I had our kids. And that was also an amazing experience. And I'm so grateful for that because it did set the foundation for me um, falling in love with the local church and feeling this call to the local church and just knowing that I would give my life um, for Jesus and for his church, for his bride. And not that it's about the name over the door of the church that you're in, but the church of of Jesus, the bride of Christ. Um, So I did that. And then 11 years ago, um, actually – you didn't mention this at all, but I'll mention it for us. Mm-hmm. You and I both went through miscarriages. Yeah, we did. Before we had our firstborns. Mm-hmm. And that was really difficult. Mm-hmm. I, you know, we lost our first baby. We had waited a while before, um, when we got married to have kids. So we were six years into marriage and lost our first one at 12 weeks. Yeah. That was very difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one year and one day after I lost um, our first baby, um, we had our son Bennett. Yeah. And just such a beautiful time of entering motherhood and parenthood. And I love it so much. I I often think that raising my children is – it's something I've always wanted to do. And I don't view myself as like this mom who just thinks – that that's all there is to her at mm-hmm. all because I do believe God has so many other things for me as well. Yeah. But I find so much value in being able to train up my children yes. in the way that they should go and teach them about Jesus and having fun with them and finding ways to not just get by and not just raise them, but to interact with them and be Jesus to them right. and teach them Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so – we have Bennett, he's 11, and we have Juliet, and she's eight, and we're in that sweet spot mm-hmm. where they're not babies, they're not toddlers, and they are not teenagers. So <laughs> if you are on either side of that, I know, you know, we have the teenage years to come, which I'm actually super jazzed for. Yeah. I think it's going to be a blast, and yeah. I'm not accepting the the world's term of, oh, you just wait, you're going right. to have teenagers, you yeah. know, they're horrible years. I'm not accepting that. You can find negativity in every conversation, can't you? Absolutely. And I believe that um, I know that they might be hard and Mm -hmm. there will be other challenges. But you know what? The toddler years were hard too. So uh, we will just press on and we'll have so much fun. I'm very excited for that. And I, my life calling is to obey Jesus. Mm -hmm. That is to take whatever step he has in front of me, whether it's a podcast, whether it's starting a church. Chris and I have been a part of starting three churches now. Mm -hmm. That has been an incredible experience. Each one has been unique and different Mm -hmm. and challenging and taught us so much and brought us to this place today where we truly have so much confidence in who God is and not even always in our abilities, but in who he is Mm -hmm. and that he never fails us. And no matter what is in front of you, he is there with you to 
guide you and lead you. And it's been a beautiful, glorious ride. And I think it's just beginning. Oh, yeah. I really think that these next 20 years of Chris and Mai's life are going to um, accelerate in the the path that he has for us in the ministry and the call that he has for mm-hmm. us and for our kids. Yeah. And I cannot wait. Yeah. I am so excited. Bring it on. That is so awesome. That's such a good story. I, I'm sitting here so engaged. I almost forgot that I was having to co-host with you. But- <laughs> that's so fun. And you even know all of I that. I know it so. all, but it's I, – I think just – um I, that's why I love people's stories so much is because yeah. it reminds you of how good God has been. Yeah. It, you know, it's not been empty of heartache or of struggle no. or of difficult seasons. Um, you know, we both as young married walked through the like no money phase. Oh, yeah. Um, and then, you know, just to look at all that God's provided for us now, it's yeah. it's just extraordinary to see all that God's done for us. So thanks for sharing your story. That's so fun to hear it all again. And you know what I think is the key in both of our stories? It's not some big dramatic job or opportunity or Mm -hmm. platform. Because really, I feel like for the most part, all of the platforms he's given us have been fairly small. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. Yeah. You know, that they're ordinary, it if took, you would. Ordinary. Yeah. It took a while for me to get to the place of saying, like, that's okay. Yeah. Because I, w- when you're a visionary, which I am, you see big. Yep. You see everything as this mm-hmm. can be massive, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's what I used to want. That's what I used to think that success was. Mm-hmm. And God, man, had to strip that out of me. Mm-hmm. And now it's, to me, it's okay that it's not this big thing. But the key thing for your story and for my my story that I really believe has gotten us to the place that we are today is faithfulness. Mm. Faithfulness. Yeah. And the reason we have that faith and that faithfulness is, I believe, so much because of what our parents put into us when we were growing up. Yeah, agreed. Teaching us that keep your eyes fixed on Jesus mm-hmm. no matter what. Yeah. If you're in a sickness or an illness or you need you need help mm-hmm. or if things are good or things are hard, keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. Yeah. He is everything. Yeah. He is all things and everything. Mm-hmm. And... um that foundation, and I think that's why I'm so passionate about my children and mm-hmm. raising my children, is because our parents did such an incredible job yeah, of did. putting that faith into us and giving us that that firm foundation to to stand on. I think for me, um, becoming a parent helped me really value how intentional mom and dad were mm-hmm. about being so diligent to mm-hmm. train us well. Because it was hard work. It's hard work. Mm-hmm. And it's Daily. day in and day out. And it's there's days when you don't want to put the work in. Mm-hmm. But I mean, so often I, I look at um, all of my siblings mm-hmm. and every single one of them is walking with Jesus. Mm-hmm. All of their spouses are walking with Jesus. Yep. And so it's I go, okay, the things that they did, the things they planted within us, they're seeing the harvest. That's right. They're seeing the reward That's right. of children that are walking with God. And they put the hard work in. That's right. So there are seven of us. Mm-hmm. Six of us are married. Right. So Heidi, that is 13 adults. Right. 13 people. That's more people than Jesus had on his little ministry team. Yes. Right? Right. Like 13 people that are going out and attacking yeah. the darkness for mm-hmm. Jesus. What a legacy. Yeah. And and I think so to encourage, especially the young moms who are kind of in the throes yeah. of going, man, parenthood is so hard. And yeah. and the husbands too. This yeah. is not taken yeah. away from the dads. But, you know, if you're a parent that is kind of the one that's with them the most, yeah. like don't give up. Don't give in because it really is worth it. And I know like I'll hear older people out in public say to me all the time like, oh, like it goes so fast. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I already believe them. Yeah. Because the first six and a half years of parenting have gone so, so fast. Even if you're not the parent, like even if you're the parent that has to work all day and then you only get a couple hours with him at night. You know, that was my dad. Yeah. He worked. Mom stayed home with us. And my dad worked so hard for us to yeah. make ends meet. I yeah. mean, seven kids, good gracious. Yeah. Like On one in- all, income. I can barely keep food in the house for four of us. I know. You know? But – um. The hours that he invested in us when he was home, what he invested in us, was so beautiful and crucial. Absolutely. Because it didn't matter that he didn't have 12 hours with us. He he took the two hours that he had at night. Yeah. And and I remember he would, every single night, Mm -hmm. he would read to us. Yep. From the Bible. Yeah. And we would, it was, I think we called it the yellow book or something like like that. It was a kid's kids Bible book. Kid's Bible. And he'd read a story. We'd all pile up on the beds and, um, you know, that he was his faithfulness and yeah. his consistency and yeah. mom's too. But yeah. I read this this morning and I thought it was so, so incredible. Uh, it's from Colossians 2. And, you know, something interesting about Colossians is that Paul and Timothy were writing this to a church that they had never been to. Mm, yeah. They had never visited these people. And so they're just writing them this encouragement. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's That stood out to me today. So it's Colossians 2, verse 7. Let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught and you will overflow mm. with thankfulness. Oh, I love that. Isn't that so good? And roots, you know, the, I think about the roots of our family and our yeah. legacy and the roots that mom and dad put down mm-hmm. into us and then how they grew and our faith growing um, and the truth that we're standing on, which is God's words, eyes fixed on Jesus, yeah. eyes fixed on God's word. And then now that thankfulness that comes out of our hearts because those roots did grow down and that yeah. faith was established. Yeah. And for them, their foundation that they built all of our family upon was Jesus, his word. Yeah. You know, so that root system is so strong and so stable. Um, so yeah, I really, mom, I know you're listening because you do every single Tuesday morning. Yeah. So thank you publicly. Yeah. Um, and dad too, just thank you both for being so willing to raise us with so much sacrifice and d- determination mm-hmm. and willingness. And um, I would say they definitely went the extra mile. And their willingness to parent us. A hundred percent in all things. Yeah. Mom sacrificed her career. All of her, her <laughs> career and all of her own dreams for yeah. s- for so long to stay home and raise us, mm-hmm. all of us. And that's a long time. I mean, there's 16 years between the oldest and the youngest. And yeah. that's, that's a long time to have littles and babies and yeah. homeschool and all of that. And yeah. I remember dad um, – going and working hard all day, every day. And then, you know, money was tight. Sure. And God always provided. Like we yeah. never lacked for anything. But I remember him, he had this opportunity to get some sort of these plastic handled bags. Yeah. And it was when craft shows were in like, uh, you know, you'd set, go set up in a craft, in like a, a school yeah. and you'd have these craft shows and he'd go around on a Saturday yeah. and he would sell these bags yeah. that he had gotten for to free, the vendors. I think. Yeah. Um, they were leftovers from his work or something that they'd given him to the vendors just mm-hmm. to make a little extra money. Yeah. Like that's commitment to yes. your family yeah. and sacrifice. And um, Well, and as young children, I don't think we realized like, wow, he's doing this to put food on the table. Right. You know, to make sure that mom can continue to stay home with us. and To let us have braces so that we have straight teeth. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, to put braces on seven kids is a big deal. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, God was so, we talk a lot, of, Heather, about um, God's favor. Mm-hmm. And I just look back and I go, man, God's favor was so profound mm-hmm. upon mom and dad um, yeah. in 
in the things that they were able to offer us. Even the fact that we got to travel, many of us got to travel in ministry. Right. We had to pay to do that. Yeah. You know, it wasn't yeah. free. So they had to pay for right. us to be a part of that. And um, they sacrificed a lot of the things that they probably wanted mm-hmm. or, could, or what other people had. I remember yeah. all, them always driving older cars yeah. um, because that was – something that they were willing to sacrifice when for I remember themselves. when many of mom's friends were getting to build new homes mm-hmm. or update their older yeah. homes yeah um, mom was very content mm-hmm. with what she had mm-hmm. and so like I just look back now and like Heather I'm so overcome because just today I got yeah. to go to mom's house because today they are having beautiful mm-hmm. hardwood floors laid in their kitchen mm-hmm. not in their whole home mm-hmm. not in the whole lower level in the kitchen yeah and Mom is so over the moon excited. So excited. And so I was grateful. so elated for mm-hmm. her because I thought, man, okay, here she is in her 60s, yep. having raised seven children, having sacrificed so much. And today is a day where she gets to be the one that's getting the new floors in yeah. her home. Yeah. And like, that's a big deal. Yeah, it is. You know, there's many women who have gotten to do that time and time yep. and time and time again. That's right. And she's been so just um, content yeah. and faithful with what God's given her. So I, I cannot I'm so wait. happy for her. I am too. And I I really hope that I get to watch when mom and dad get their rewards in heaven. Mm-hmm. I hope I get to have a front row seat to that because I think yeah. I think it will be um, just a glorious yeah. occasion. Okay, so yeah. this is also, this popped in front of me when I was reading that last verse from Colossians. And I, I just want to share it too because it's so good. Just a little bit before, in that same chapter 2, in verse 3, and I underlined it in my Bible when I read it this morning, it says, In him lie hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Mm. And I was thinking about that, and I was thinking about how often we feel like we don't have the answers, or we don't know what to do in a certain situation. And then right there, in, in him, him yeah. lie all hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And when something's hidden, sometimes you have to search for it, yeah. right? You have to dig. Like yeah. if you're looking for treasure in the ground, yeah. which I've never actually dug for treasure in the ground, but I can imagine <laughs> that if there was, tre- if I knew there was treasure in the ground, I would go out and get a shovel, shovel and start digging. And sometimes you have to dig. I think sometimes hide, sorry, I'm sort of taking a really hard turn here. That's but okay, go for it. Sometimes we we expect answers to be easy. We mm-hmm. expect it just the understanding of God's truth to just be right there in front of us. What's like, your five-year plan? Yeah, like flashing <laughs> in lights or like, you know, like this is, here's the direction you should go. And sometimes you have to dig, like yeah. you have to get into God's word. You have to quiet yourself before him. You have to, you have seek to remove out. some noise. You have yeah. to seek it out. Yes, yeah, seek me and you will find, find me. me. Yeah. Like God's always talking about that, okay? Yeah. Dig for that hidden treasure. Mm-hmm. Dig for that wisdom. You need wisdom, ask God for it. And then don't be afraid if you actually have to go and Read your Bible to yeah. find some of it or quiet yourself before the Lord. Um, and I think in this day and age of microwave mm-hmm. where everything is fast and we can, yeah. you know, Jimmy John's freaky fast and we can get a sandwich in 2.5 seconds. Yeah. Um, Instapots. And Amazon Prime. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I ran out of detergent yesterday and I was like, oh, no worries. I'll just Amazon Prime that on my Echo Dot and it'll be at my door in two days. Yeah. And then I can finish my laundry. Right. Like, hello. <laughs> I mean, a hundred years ago, I'd have had to go down to the creek, <laughs> bring up the water, scrub it all on some metal board. 
wait for it to dry. And if it was cold out, it'd be frozen stiff. Like what in the world? We live in such an amazing era, such an amazing age. But I'm worried that maybe our spirits and our souls are also rushing and are also in Amazon Prime mode Mm -hmm. instead of go down to the river and get some water. Yeah. And while you're walking, let God minister your spirit and your soul and hear from him and then spend time working for what you have to do. I don't know. Is that, is that crazy? No, I think that's, I think that's a really, um, I like that thought process, Heather. And I, what I think of when you say all of that is, um, God isn't going to cave to our crippled culture. Mm. He's going to remain steadfast and faithful Mm. to his timing and his ways. Um, we can try to rush it. Yeah. We can try to push it. And, um, God is just, he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so, you know, I think he is probably concerned about the condition of our society and the heart condition of many people, but he is so faithful and he is going to remain committed to his timing and we get to choose. Are we on board or are we not on board with God's plan and God's timing? And I want to be that person that is on board with it. Um, Even if I don't always understand it, you know, even when life feels like, man, God, this is not what I expected. Mm -hmm. I go, okay, but God, I submit to your will, whatever this looks like. So no, I agree so wholeheartedly. And I think if we can all just go, no matter what God puts in front of me, I'm going to choose contentment. Mm -hmm. Um, Like we talked about with mom. Mm -hmm. I'm going to choose that. Overflow and then, with thankfulness. Yes. And then watch your heart yeah. begin to overflow yeah. with yeah. the thankfulness of God. Yeah. And it really does change everything. Mm-hmm. Your circumstances might not change, but how you walk through them changes. Absolutely. And then you don't get – you don't drown when life throws some hard stuff your way. Yeah. You walk in confidence of yeah. who God is and who he's called you to be. And yeah. there's so much peace in that. And there's so much joy in that. So I hope that that's something maybe that has encouraged your heart or that has caused you to think a little bit outside of maybe just your your ordinary everyday life and yeah. how you are perceiving the world around you. Oh, I've loved this 50th episode, I know. Heather. I feel like we should have – actually, I don't like balloons, so I'm glad there aren't any balloons. Mm. We have LaCroix. Does that count? Yeah, sure. Okay. LaCroix counts. (laughs) Well, thanks for listening in. You know what I'm going to do? What are you going to do? I'm going to go take our kids and go sledding. Oh, I know. And I so want to join you, but I have two children sleeping. And so mom also said never wake a sleeping baby, and I kind of abide by that rule. (laughs) Yes, uh, 100%. Because they've only been in bed for one hour. so No, let them sleep. So you guys go sled, mm-hmm. and um, I'm going to probably do my laundry because I'm not out of laundry detergent. Okay. I might have to come borrow some. You can. <laughs> Since your prime isn't here we'll soon see enough. If, yeah. We'll see if prime <laughs> prime gets through. Oh, my goodness. Aww. But yeah, so we're just so – we're so glad that you chose to listen in today. We hope that you've enjoyed this episode. Um, feel free to share it with a friend if you think that they would be inspired by this. You can jump over to iTunes and subscribe so you never miss an episode. And next week, Heather, we have a great guest. Yes. That I'm really excited. We already we- recorded her and she yeah. was incredible. Her story was just, uh, you will be in, draw, jaw on the ground in tears. I mean, the grace that she has displayed yes. as God has called her to walk through a very difficult journey with yes. her baby girl. Yes. So incredible. Um, okay. And I also have to say one more thing. For those of you who are local, mm-hmm. all of our local central Illinois ladies, mm-hmm. please, please. 
consider going and signing up for If Peoria. Yes. It is March 9th and 10th, Friday evening and Saturday, and it is so worth it. It's only $40. Mm -hmm. You can go to ifgathering.com and then click in our website or click in our zip code, and it'll pull right up there. It's the one that says Gateway Building. Mm -hmm. And it is – okay, so I – And the $40 includes lunch on Saturday. And it's like not just a a chintzy lunch. lunch. It's a really good catered lunch. Yeah. Um, There's going to be other women. There's – um, the spot coffee is going to be there. Like it's just going to be a really great uh, filling up for yeah. you as women. But here's what I want to say. I got a chance last week. So we don't do it live with If Gathering. Mm-hmm. If Gathering is in was last weekend mm-hmm. and they're in Austin, Texas. And, and then locals host all over the world, mm-hmm. which is so amazing. We because of building and time and all of that, we don't do ours live with them. We wait a little while and then use the downloads yeah. from the sessions. But we have live worship mm-hmm. and you really forget that it's not live. It's right. on a screen, but you forget that. Um, I got to preview the sessions last weekend and they are so good. Yeah. And it is a call to faithfulness. Mm. It is a call to perseverance. If oh, you f- wow. If you feel like giving up, if you feel like I can't do this, I'm weary, mm-hmm. I don't know how I'm going to keep going on in any area of your life, please, please, please mm. sign up for this. You will not regret it. Um, Christine Kane, mm-hmm. Jenny Allen, Bianca Altoff, just incredible women of God yeah. who get up there and just are real and vulnerable and help this fire get relit inside of yeah. you um, that we are not just these flickering little candles that can be puffed out, that we yeah. are flamethrowers, that we are going after the darkness and and just being all that we are called to be. When I think uh, something about a conference like this that is so unique is that it reminds you that you are not alone. Yes. That you look around the room and you go, okay, all of these women are also desiring more of God. Yes. And um, like – I, I every single day want to desire more of God. Yes. I don't want to be content with what I had yesterday. Correct. And if if I am, and if you listening, if you are content with where mm-hmm. you're at with God right now, mm-hmm. like you, you need to press in because yeah. you need more yeah. every day. Yeah. Um, and this, you know, we've gotten to be a part of If Gathering Now for the last four, four years. years. Yeah. Um, Four years ago, we were live in Austin Mm -hmm. with the event. And then each year since then, we've gotten to host it Mm -hmm. here in Peoria. And just the group of women that are hosting it, they're a phenomenal group of people. Um, So yeah, please join us. It's going to be really good. And invite your friends. You know, invite the people that you do live with and the people that um, maybe you don't think of inviting, Mm -hmm. but the people on the outskirts of your life that may need this encouragement. Um, Totally worth it. Yep. I could not promote it more highly. Nope, so it's going to be great. Good job. So, thanks for listening, and we will talk to you next time.